Welcome to Mostly Max and other things. I am the aforementioned Max. Welcome to another week of this here thing. Um, without delay, let's get into the fuck shit. Um, so, look like old Joe about to get um, marijuana out of here as a Schedule 1 drug, which puts it in league with heroin um, and LSD, <laughs> which is the reason why, even though in some states um, marijuana is legal. Um, people who are in the business of the marijuanas can't put their money in banks because it's considered criminal money on the federal level. So they can't bank their money. So they have to do a whole bunch of like chicanery and shit. And some of them work in cash, obviously. And you know, that's probably not for the best. Um, but excuse me. Um, shout out to these fall an- allergies. They're, they're doing what they do. So I sound like I sound. Bear with me. Anyway, um, today, Joe Biden pardoned all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession, which will affect thousands of people charged with that crime. He said that black and brown folks smoke the devil's weed the same amount as white folks, but black and white, black and brown folks are the ones who saw the, the bing in higher numbers. Surprise, surprise. And, uh, at, with this, uh, executive, um, what is that thing called? The executive, uh, thingy, you know, the thing that I can't think of right now. Anyway, with, with this, uh, pronouncement it'll definitely try to level the field he's also asking that the department of justice move with expediency in pardoning all those folks as well as asking the department of health to expeditiously review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law which is the first step in potentially easing a federal classification that pretty much places like i said earlier Weed in the same category as heroin and LSD in terms of addictiveness. So we shall see what comes of all of this. It, the timing, of course, is top tier because the the midterms are next month. And we'll see what happens after because, you know, because he's 500 years old, he still thinks, you know, that what was that movie called? We for Madness is a real thing and people are going nuts and butts over fucking um (laughs) marijuana because you know he's 500 years old um so he thinks he still thinks like you know all the propaganda they they put into play throughout history about the marijuana drugs um and its addictiveness and it's uh what a gateway drug when we all know it's a gateway to doritos anyhow we'll see what happens that'll be lit if it does go the way of the dodo um, so that even though states that have legalized it don't still get binged by the feds. So, like I said, we'll see what happens. Um, so that there was this, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a police officer who was, uh, well, he was killed during a training exercise. I think it was like LAPD or some shit like that. So you know where I'm going. Um, so it turns out um, due to this, uh, I guess, a, a lawsuit that his widow filed. And I guess like, um, you know, part of the discovery process, it turns out that the cop who was killed accidentally, um, had knowledge of a rape that four cops, including one who was one of the folks who beat him to death, um, during this training exercise, um, he had knowledge of it and was about to name names. And um, basically, in hoping to cover up the rape and all of the charges that were probably going to come up as a part of it, they basically killed old boy um, trying to cover up the rape. And then they spent all their time trying to cover up the murder, which they also did a piss poor job of. So say more about how you have to reform this there's no, there's no reforming it. 
there's, there's, there's no reforming it. It's straight criminality all the way through, especially, um, in, well, most of them. So yeah, good luck with that. Um, apparently, um, I think, uh, he who should not, who'll not be named, uh, the stunt queen who likes to get on Twitter and talk shit, um, is trying to pull, get back into the deal to buy Twitter again or try to get back out. It's not clear because he doesn't do anything, um, that doesn't get him attention. Um, I want people to stop pretending that these people are geniuses. It's just not true. They're just dodos with money. Um, what else? What else? This week has been chaotic because I, I signed on to Twitter one day this week and all the girls were fighting. So like, is there another planet in retrograde? Because baby, the girls are fighting. Um, let's see who was beefing. The rap girlies were, were beefing. Um, it was like a proxy fight between over Nicki Minaj, um, between Cardi B and JT of the city girls, which sucks. Cause I like all of them except for Nicki. And then there was some other girl who I never heard of who was talking about talking spicy on Twitter, um, to Cardi talking about pull up. I don't be talking, um, like these girls on the internet and I, all I could be like was, who are you? And I'm pretty certain that's probably what Cardi said as well. And then there was some other beefing and then fucking Kanye. You know what? I'll save that for later. Actually, he, he, he deserves his own slander just for him. Um, just the way he'd like it to be just him as a star in the constellation getting fucking slandered. I'll save that for later. Anyway, what else was going on? Mad divorces. Um, the cool t- black twin of the Tia and Tamara. I think it's Tia. Tia's the cool one, or the Tamara's the cool one. I don't remember. There's one who's swagless, and then there's one who's cool. The one who's cool is getting divorced. I think Tia. Yeah, her and her husband are breaking up, and then Miguel and his wife are breaking up again, and then. Um, Tom Brady and Giselle are breaking up, but I don't really care because Tom Brady is a MAGA douchehead and he is, um, stupid. So yeah, apparently she was mad because my man, um, retired from football for a whopping 40 days and went right back. And she was like, fuck that shit. I've been in here doing all of the child rearing and not modeling nearly enough to raise your fucking kids and you were supposed to dead this whole thing and not keep getting your old ass brains rattled around on a fucking football field. So she was like, yeah, I'm out. So everybody's got lawyers and shit and they about to tap out on that marriage. So, uh, best of luck to everyone involved, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Anyhow. Um, what else? Do I have anything else? No, I don't actually. Well, this week, on the podcast, I actually have a guest. Um, I spoke to the good homie, Shelly Clark, who is a rocket scientist. I'm probably wrong, but she'll explain to you what she does. <laughs> She's brilliant, and it was a fun conversation, and it was great um, talking about how she got to where she got to um, as a, a woman in STEM. Um it is a super, actually, I learned some stuff as I always do when I do these interviews about, um, rockets and what happens to them. So anyway, definitely get into it and it's coming up in two seconds. Today on the podcast, I have a woman who is an actual rocket scientist, sort of, and she's worked with Lockheed Martin and Boeing and a little outfit called NASA. Ever heard of them? Anyway, she's brilliant and fine as all outdoors, just an embarrassment of riches. And she's also one of my first internet friends, Oracle Hive. Stand up! <laughs> Welcome to Mosley Max and other things, Shelly Clark. Welcome to the pod! Yay! Much Max. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I know I probably wasn't right about what you do, but as far as I'm concerned, you're a rocket scientist. So, 
So my first question is, what do you do and why do you do it? Thank you. Okay. So kind of not really a rocket scientist, but I do build rockets. Um, (laughs) I am a mechanical engineer. I work as a manufacturing engineer, but always I've been in space my whole career, space and aerospace. Um, I mean, I was with Lockheed Martin for 14 years, Boeing for nine, and now I work for Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos' rocket company. I've been oh, with the penis for- rocket. The, the um, what his rocket that he launches all the, you know, Michael Strahan, that's um, New Shepard out of Texas. Oh. And I'm working on a rocket called New Glenn, which is going to be his huge heavy lift rocket that we're building here in Florida. Okay. Okay. What I do, I explain when I talk to kids, I explain it as someone designs it and shows what the rocket is supposed to look like. And we take that design and build step-by-step instructions. Like if you build Legos, somebody had to write those instructions and say, well, blue goes before green. That's what we do. We figure out how it's supposed to be built and what tools you're going to use and and we write the instructions that tell the mechanics and technicians how to build it. Gotcha. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. So how did you get started in your industry? So that is an interesting story. You know, back a long time ago, in as uh, some people say, in the 1900s. <laughs> Those people can go to hell. That's what they can do. They can go to hell. When you I was, was born in the 1900s. You oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They didn't talk to girls about engineering. So sure I had no idea what an engineer was. Um, I knew I was good in math and sciences. So I was like, well, I'll take accounting. And I did two years of accounting in college. And I'm like, this is the most boring <laughs> crap ever. I cannot do this with my life. And I had a roommate at the time who was in mechanical engineering and I just started learning. I was like, okay, this is where my overly logical brain needs to be because I get in trouble sometimes with personal relationships of how logical I am. (laughs) I try to engineer people. You make it too much sense, Shelly. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or just overthinking everything too much. Um, and it just kind of fell into place that, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. So what I do now is I try to talk to more girls and kids about engineering, even though it's more prevalent now, but I really would like to get more girls into STEM. And I really like to get more of young black women mm-hmm. into STEM because right now I'm trying to, uh, hire. It's not always easy to hire us. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm an HR lady. And when I'm looking for certain um, folks in certain industries, like especially in in STEM and STEAM and all of that, it's very difficult to find us. I mean, you know, cats say it's hard to find blah, 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 blah. But, you know, there's not a lot of us in the industries. And usually, usually the the folks who are in the industry are already taken by like the outfits. The big outfits. So like you have to really have something to really move them from where they are to where mm-hmm. you are you know what I'm saying you really have to be able to sell them and more often than not they're like babes I'm at L3 communications I'm at mm-hmm. Raytheon I'm at whatever I'm not coming to y'all <laughs> right and and with our industry now with space taking off as it is it we are all competing for the same people right. you know with us and SpaceX and Boeing and Raytheon mm-hmm. and Lockheed it's a battle right now I bet I bet, especially with all these rich guys with nothing but money to burn who want to leave the planet because they think once they finish fucking this place up, they could leave and go to Mars. Are you brokies? Right. On burn. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Got you. Um, So my third question, what do you hope to achieve? What does the final form of your career look like? That was the part of history, you know, Mm. um, one of the things I tell a lot of the younger engineers, the beauty of what we do in building things, you actually get to see a physical form of what you've done. Mm. The nine years that I was with Boeing, um, I worked on the SLS program, which hopefully hurricane pending. Now it will launch Tuesdays, tried to launch twice already. Mm, That's the one that they had to cancel. Yeah. Okay. 
It's supposed to launch Tuesday, but now we have Hurricane Ian coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked on that rocket, building it for nine years with Boeing out of New Orleans. Oh, wow. I cannot wait to watch something that I watched from the ground up, like we had to reinforce floors and everything, and actually seeing it go from uh, CAD, uh, CATIA on the computer mm-hmm. to a, just this huge rocket and get to see it launch. There's a huge satisfaction in get, getting to physically see something that you worked on and it's going to go into space. That's wild. And eventually to the moon. So just being a part of that history. Yeah. Um, and they can't you know, stick those pages together. You and the pictures and everything. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's, it's, um, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I have one of my really good friends bought me a Katherine Johnson Barbie doll one Christmas. Mm, I love that. And I have it on my desk at work to remind me that if it wasn't for, you know, people have seen hidden figures, which a lot of people wouldn't have known about those women without the movie. They were literally hidden. Exactly. So because of what they did, I am able to now do what I do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, as we were talking about earlier, more of us young women, young black women and young black men will get more involved and be a, will be a bigger part of history up front, not hidden. That's right. Right down in the middle where you can see it. <laughs> yeah. I so love it's, that. Just, it's just um, getting helping to be uh to expose our kids. Mm-hmm. Letting them know that this everything is possible. Everything's on the table. Like, yeah. especially now, I feel like with all these mediocre white boys out here winning, like <laughs> the sky is the fucking limit at this point because it, babes, right. these guys are barely able to speak in full sentences. Well, you know, going through my career and me and my friends talk about it. And of course at work, most of my friends are male, but we still talk about, um, watching some folks that do get to climb up the ladder Mm. and trying to figure out why they have Mm. and some of the decisions that are made. And one of the, I guess uh, we also discussed that people like us, I'm not necessarily a ladder climber. Mm. After 24 years, I just got into management, Mm. but I've said no, because I like the technical aspect. I don't, I never wanted to do the politics or the making the, business decisions that to those of us that a technical knowledge don't make sense mm-hmm. but th- that's also being part of the problem too is right. that we say no because we don't want to be involved in that aspect of it right but you're not there to in, to like Absolutely. move things in that particular side right and and so we'll sit in our atmosphere and talk about well that was the shitty ass decision (laughs) but people like us tend to not want to go into that because of the politics and the spin that you have to put on things and mostly dealing with the people aspect and not the parts you would necessarily enjoy right so since being a blue origin i am now a senior manager and i'm still battling um whether i want to be in senior management or stay on my technical because there are pathways to being a technical leader Mm-hmm. but you're not the voice of those business decisions that are made. Right. And that's partly why there aren't as many of us in the place. Cause we're not in those rooms. We're not mm-hmm. at those tables. We, you know, we're on the menu, but we're not really present to be like, that's a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> exactly. And then everybody's looking at you like you need to be a little bit more PC. I'm I'm not that PC person and I I am struggling with that currently in my role. Mm-hmm. I just want to do things that make sense. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's difficult because like there's a certain like it's not kind of like people who work in certain places where you get your hands into the dirt and you get to really make things move. You can see the the results of your work on the ground but Mm -hmm. once they push you into an office and it starts to get more comfortable and you start to get the bigger office with the floor to ceiling windows and all of that Mm -hmm. sort of thing and you get to the corner office you get less and less of that inspiration and less of that ability to be creative unless you figure out a way to become creative in that space and usually it's some weirdo who is not as smart as they think they are but they're like that guy that guy right there who says dumb shit on the internet that guy (laughs) is a genius he's Mm -hmm. not they're not they're not not. they're just not (laughs) they're just a dodo with a lot of time and money 
mm-hmm. and the ear of a lot of powerful people. That's usually yep. what it comes down to. Yeah, and and they're they're essentially playing the game. Facts. I mean, the that other guy, <laughs> he shall not be named, is a troll. He's basically an internet troll who just happened to have a lot of money and access and the ability to buy the things he wanted. But somehow cats are like, that guy's a genius. I'm like, but he came there and found everything pre-made for him. All he had to do was put the check down and put his name on it. It ain't like he did anything. He didn't build anything. He hasn't created anything. All he does is do shit for attention. And that's it. Pretty much. And, you know, the folks that I know that work in that other place are overworked. I bet. Um, and suing yeah. mostly because <laughs> they got sued to shit recently. Yeah. yeah. It's uh I, I will not go work there just because of the horror stories. And some of the people that come from that place are not people that I, I like to work with necessarily. Because they just do right. they just do things and they just run over people and it the culture carries when they leave. It definitely carries. And they yeah. don't do tend to do well in other places. Right, because it turns out that they're not as smart as they think they are either because they don't have good training and they take all the bad habits that they got from the places with them. And it's a pain in the ass for the HR guy (laughs) to deal with that fucking shit because you and your bad fucking habits because you had the cachet of the name, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really deserve the cachet that it has, but that's a whole nother story. Um, You bring your bad, terrible self to my organization and then I got to fucking be in meetings about your stupid ass all the time. Agreed. Yeah. And you know, you, they always end up cashing out because, you know, they got to get rid of them, but they got to pay them to go away first. Yep. Right. Yep. I've absolutely dealt with that. Fine. <laughs> no. and it's funny because there's stuff like that in every industry right where like mm-hmm. there's people who've been working places for a very long time and they bring all the bad habits that they got at the place that they were at they realize they did not they did not keep up with their training they did not um you know they did not take the opportunities for professional development they did not get the one-on-one training they did not get any coaching they did not get anything and they just showed up terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> to your place and now they're your problem <laughs> right a little bit of a side note. I'm going to apologize ahead of time for I'm sure you heard Mike in the background. Mike, yes, <laughs> my, my um, bad dog. It happens. But... <laughs> I'm happy my cat's not in here trying to show us his butt right now. So we're doing good. We're doing good. When we, I mean, it's funny because with this, this, you know, I, I always say, well, that shit happens because you know you in the house and people in the house are going to be doing stuff so it's fine and the animals don't um, give a shit about what you're doing yeah and wait for my teenager to walk in any moment from homecoming last night he stayed with one of his friends so oh, I, first of all how is he old enough for homecoming i just he, and driving he, like what is happening he's eight max see his senior year he's gonna be leaving next year i can't believe unbelievable i know unbelievable like I remember when he was little, little. That's I just um, you want to feel old, look at your friends' kids grow up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Everybody's babies are not babies. Everybody's kids. Babies. They all graduate in college. They having their own babies. They're getting married. I just I can't handle it. It's um, too much. <laughs> it's way too much. Any who's there. Yeah. Let's get into my fourth question, which is what advice would you give to someone who is interested in your work? I'm so sorry. My mom is calling me, so I didn't hear the whole question. <laughs> sure. What advice would you give to someone who is interested in your work? Um, first of all, you need to be uh, very interested in engineering and have, you know, engineering or STEM, some sort of STEM degree. Um, it used to be that you could get into these industries and start off as a um, technician and work your way up. But because of some legal things that happened in the past, Mm. um, companies are now saying you have to have an engineering degree to do certain jobs. So that working up from the bottom up is no longer, there's roles where you can work up, but you will be very limited without a degree. Okay. Um, so we're going um, through some of that in the businesses now um, where it's, you know, you and my viewpoint of it is I've worked some of the most talented and knowledgeable 
folks that I have worked with were technicians Mm -hmm. and the folks that know how to use their hands. And they know the build better than a lot of us engineers do because they don't teach us a lot of the practical things in school. Mm -hmm. But because of legal legal ramifications of what we do, you know, we're building planes and things that take people into the sky and space. Mm, Right. You have to have those degrees in that background in order to do certain jobs. But also so, that's kind of like a cop out because if they have the knowledge, they have the knowledges, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's a gatekeeping type of a situation to keep certain right. people out, Yeah, which sucks. It does. It really does. And, and I, I don't like it myself, but um, you have to have a degree, whether it's mechanical, electrical, you know, we hire aerospace engineers, um, electrical engineers, mechanical not necessarily physical odds. Uh, I mean, sorry, civil engineers, that's mostly, you know, bridges and roadways and infrastructure. Um, some computer science, depending on what you're doing, um, you know, dealing with the avionics. Um, if you're in college, definitely take advantage of internships. Mm. One of the things I was blessed with was um, I had a couple of internships. And when you get into the industry, that does count towards your years of experience. Mm, okay. Um, and you know, if I've worked on planes also, mostly military planes like F-22, P-3 and S-3, um, just having a passion for aviation. I, I, I've learned that I didn't necessarily know that I would have a passion for space when I got into the industry. I started off on a shuttle program. Hmm. Um, but I've learned to, um, and it's just exciting. And one of the ways that I keep myself invigorated when it gets into the nitty gritty of doing the work is I always go talk to kids. Mm. You go talk to any elementary school and you tell kids you build rockets. And all of a sudden, even though you're not cool to your teenager, you are cool. Because <laughs> 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 cool is like rockets, boo, whatever, because he's been around <laughs> it so long. Like he, he takes it for granted because it's always been in the mix. So it's like, exactly. whatever. Oh, mom's a rocket size. but just having a passion for what you do right yeah yeah because to me i it's just exciting to see um rockets go up into space at the size that they are and knowing where we're going now we're going to the moon and we're trying to go to mars someplace Mm -hmm. that we've never been right and i love the idea that i'm going to be a part of that so just having a passion for it and that's one of the things when we're interviewing uh, folks for uh, to come to work at Blue Origin. Mm-hmm. We want to know that you know our mission and that you have a passion for what we do because we yeah. don't want folks there that don't. Right. Right. I mean, that's the barest minimum. Like, yeah, you can always tell, like, you know, I'll, I've interviewed people where I'm like, I would respect you more if you just said you need a check. <laughs> you know instead of playing in my face right now you know what I mean yeah. like just tell the truth tell the truth <laughs> I've had people actually say in one of the questions we always ask is why do you want to work at Blue Origin well I want to work in aerospace no why do you want to work at this company because we know that you can pick right well I want to work for this company or this company no that's not what I asked you <laughs> that's not what I and you could have asked answered every other thing perfectly mm-hmm but if you can't answer that question, it's a red flag. It's, it's a, a huge red, flag. red flag. Yeah. yeah. And especially because, you know, there's so many, there's only so many people and, and however many outfits doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you come here to waste my time, it's kind of like, well, I'm glad you let me know off rip so I can just move on because yep. this is not going to work out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. And if you, Getting a little bit more specific, if you're interested in manufacturing, because there's other aspects of it. There's design. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the beauty things of beauty that of the rocket we're building is it's going to be re- um, reusable. Mm. Rockets of this size are never like SLS. When it launches, that's it. It's no deal. Billions and billions of dollars mm. on one rocket that will never launch again. Wow. So. We have another side of this is refurbishment after it comes back, what needs to be refurbished on it. So there's mm-hmm. different aspects of it, but manufacturing is uh, being able to take that design and do the problem solving of the flow and how this is going to be built. So you um, have to want 
to be hands-on because we're mm-hmm. not just those sit behind a desk all day uh, engineers. Right. We're on the floor with the technicians figuring out the build. So that's the other thing I like about it is I don't just sit behind my computer all day. Yes, I am doing some of that, like the joke of I went to engineering school and all I do is Excel and PowerPoint all day. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually get to go on the floor and be a part of it being built and the physical aspect of it. That's dope. That is dope. And I mean, you know, there's some people who are like, I want to be in aeronautics, but I just want to get to the corner office part. Mm-hmm. They don't really want to get on the floor and get dirty. They just want to mm-hmm. get, you know, so they could be in the pictures at the launch and that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. And and there are those people and there are lanes for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not who I am. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Okay. But now for my fifth question. What is the worst job you've ever had? So when when I was speaking of those internships, Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest, the biggest internship I had every summer, I worked for an oil company and I'm not going to say the name because I no longer work for them. But um, being from South Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans, oil is big. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was very, very, now most of what I do is male dominated, but this is very male dominated, mm. especially in the mid nineties. Um, but they did have a good training program where to be an engineer, you had to physically learn how to do everything that what the, the, the roughnecks did on the all rig. Mm. So I spent my summers in coveralls mm. in hot Louisiana outside. Mm. Girl. Re- building iron that came from offshore I would go to the hotel they had me in every night and scrub all the dirt and stuff out of my fingernails Mm. um well I understood that part of it um and they paid me extremely well I would hope so they I mean you make money in the oil company but they're gonna get every bit bit of pity they're gonna squeeze you dry to get you to that money exactly exactly i and i had to do offshore rig training which meant you know water survival training being in that turned upside down and you have to get yourself out blindfolded oh my god max it was it was not great and a lot of times i was (laughs) to say the least (laughs) yeah i was the only girl and you go offshore and there were no separate bathrooms for women Oh my God. And I remember I was part of a team. And this was the most diverse team. I was the only girl, but it was a guy from Canada, a guy from, I don't remember what country, but it was somewhere in the Middle East and a guy from Jamaica. Mm. I had the worst time with a guy, the Jamaican guy, who was mm. very sexist. Of course. And would hit on me all the time. And I remember going to management and saying, Can you guys do something about him? And remember, this is the mid 90s. And I remember. That my boss telling me, you're a strong woman. You can handle it. Go take care of it. <laughs> Jesus. So needless, needless to say, after all of that, and even though I would work all the summer and use the money to pay my rent, mm-hmm. the money isn't worth it. This is not what I want to do in my life. Right. Okay. Jesus. Can you? I, no, I can't even imagine, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-mm. Like that's your that's what you do, and you're the only woman in that mix, and then it's it's, it's gonna just be a parade of dickheads like that last dude. Yeah, oh, mercy. Yeah, absolutely not. No, and I I'm getting dirty, it. Mm. and it's hot, and I'm in the middle. And of I'm sorry, I, Louisiana. There are two places that almost took me out of here from from the heat. Okay, Nevada. I went to Vegas this summer, <laughs> and I went to the Grand Canyon. They tried to take me out of here. Um, <laughs> And when I was in New Orleans, that, that humidity, that humidity, yo, it, you could eat it. It feels <laughs> actually like a actually like you're wearing a hot sweater all the time, and it didn't matter what time you went out, two a.m., four a.m., three p.m., you was gonna just melt. And I was like taking shortcuts through hotels because I was like, bitch, I'm not going outside until I absolutely have to. Okay, I'm so sorry we couldn't connect. I think I was probably traveling for basketball. When you put yes. yes. my other life, yes, yes, <laughs> I was hoping we could connect because this is the first time we've like hooked up since like the nineties. I, I think it's the best. Crazy, but 
Yeah, that it would have been life though. But at some point, I'm gonna find myself back in New Orleans, and you are too. And we're gonna go there. We're gonna do the whole thing. We're gonna do yeah. the entire come in, thing. Come in the fall. Yes, I <laughs> listen. I I've I've been thinking about going back down there like in November for like my birthday because yeah. baby July failure. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah, Ooh, yeah, they they try yeah. to take me out of here because I was like Jesus. This is this is unhuman. This is inhumane. <laughs> I don't know how you lived there for years. I don't know. You, you just get used to, I remember uh, the years that I lived in Atlanta and I would go back, you know, I got accustomed to Atlanta's weather, which Atlanta isn't, you know, Northern weather, but it's still not South, South. No. And I would go home and I look at my mama like, how y'all live here? And she's <laughs> you, you act like you're not from here. I'm like, but I'm not used to it no more. This is, this is. Yeah. But then like, you look- you get you you get used to it. I mean, New York born and raised, B. I went down there and I was like, what is this? Like they talk about hot New York summers and all this, but baby, I was not prepared. I was in the hottest bowl of soup for the entire like Men what, can relate week? when y'all they show those movies from Louisiana, everybody just looks sweaty and wet. Yes, just wet, <laughs> shiny, greasy face. <laughs> Some cat always taking their hat off to fan themselves and shit, you know? They shirts are sweaty, you know? Everybody trying to look cool and moist and shit while they drinking their milk juleps on the fucking porch. You see why. You see why everybody hot and stinky looking in these damn movies. (laughs) Beautiful place, though. Gorgeous. My only regret is that I didn't eat the whole town while I was there. (laughs) That's why we all chunky too <laughs> <laughs> it is some good eating and i spent a lot of time in meetings which also was a fail because if i had known what i know now i would have blown a lot of those meetings <laughs> off and just gone and just explored the city more but eating next time eating and drinking is what we're known for yes sir and music yeah all and all the good black things all the good black things lots of culture yes beautiful place i was just like I, I was like, I'm, I was so annoyed when I left because I was like, I really was here for this many days and I've only eaten a handful of meals. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the best French 75 I've ever had in my whole life there, though. Also cheap liquor. High five to the cheap liquor. <laughs> and you can, you know, you can get it to go. I remember when I first moved in Atlanta and I went out with some people and the club was closed. First of all, the club was closing at two o'clock. And Girl, I was like, Whoa. I didn't know what to do with that either. I was like, what you mean last call? We just got here. What? And then I was like, well, let me get my drink to go. And they're like, no, you can't leave with that. I'm like, you don't have to go cups? Yeah. You know, New York like, just started that, by really? the way. Yes, they just started that. I haven't actually done it, but yeah, you can do that here. Because, yeah, you know, because of COVID, had- COVID got everybody I mean, loose. We got, we got legal weed and to-go <laughs> booze. <laughs> and, you know, back home, we have drive-through daiquiri shops. Yes. Get your daiquiri. <laughs> While you in the car. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Please drink and drive. <laughs> um, keep the paper Only place. to keep it legal. Like, okay. they don't put the straw in the cup. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like they can stop you after you drive mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is refreshing. Oops, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even drink as much because I was like, I will drink like 14 hurricanes and die out here. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. And then when I went, it was it was a it was a thing because I went there for you know Zeta's boule, but the cues mm-hmm. were also there. So it was oh, just a boy. lot of drunk, good looking young people. <laughs> in the streets a lot of debauchery a lot of debauchery a <laughs> lot of debauchery i was just like i am i have aged out of this demographic for this type of behavior well, point me well, to the no look because yeah some of those young boys they, i i don't remember them looking like that when i was young no <laughs> no they did not <laughs> Like these cats are like put together and polished. They got skincare routines. I was like, all right. (laughs) Okay. Great. Mine, he goes get pedicures with me. And I'm like, dude, seriously? I prefer it. Please, everyone, get those feet and them nails did. We we, we like it. We like it. Please go do that. I appreciate it. My husband does it. He does it without me. I love it. Go do it, please. We don't want sliced up sheets and ankles. No, here. and don't please. cut up my legs. Yes, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for my final question, okay, what is the best job you've ever had? 
Huh, good question. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say the one I have now. I um, I enjoy the different culture after working with companies that have been around for billions, seems like billions of years, Lockheed's. Mm-hmm. To be um, in this up and coming business, I mean, Blue Origin's been around for 20 years, but really? in the space. Wow. But they've been an R&D company. Uh. So it's actually newer to the manufacturing side of it. But it's just a very open, it, they purposely made it an open and collaborative environment. Nobody has an office. Okay. The VP sits out in the open with us. Okay. There's no cubicle walls. We, everyone sits together in that a must space. must have been fun for COVID. Well, I was still with Boeing for COVID. Actually, I was working from home. Um, but there was times when we, you know, when we were there, Blue Origin, we were masked up. But I do appreciate the lack of separation mm-hmm. between no matter what you do, even the when you go into conference rooms, everything is glass. Mm. Just kind of give that open and collaborative environment. Yeah, um, I feel like for that kind of thing, absolutely. But there are other industries where they try to pull that shit and I'm like, please, please. <laughs> this is hell on earth to me. I don't want to <laughs> see y'all put me in. A, that's the beauty of being in HR. You can be in it, yeah. but not of it. Like, please, yeah. I will be in the office with all of the confidential files. Do not talk to me. <laughs> I, you know, when I first got there, it was definitely a culture shock. But I've gotten, I've really gotten used to it um, because you have that separation with other companies. You have other departments uh, that they all seem to be against each other, even though mm. we're trying to work towards the same goal. Right. Whereas here, it's trying to create the environment more of we're one team. Gotcha. Yeah, I know your quality and you're trying to uh, check my work, which sometimes will piss me off. Of course. But. It's part of it. The checks and balances have to be in there because of what we're doing. Right. Um, but I enjoy it. It's more of a family kind of environment um, mm-hmm. because of we're smaller um, and we're working. When I was telling one of the newer guys um, just this week, the lack of foundation that we have is great and not great. Mm. Um, you know, with when we were building SLS with Boeing, you could fall back on old Boeing policies and procedures and update them. Where we don't have that, we oh, have to. Build. You're building it as you're building the platform while you're on it. Exactly. So there's pluses and minuses in that, right? Right. You don't have anything to fall back on, but you get to be a part of building the company's foundation for the future. And you create the culture. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I am enjoying that aspect of it, of trying to, it's hard, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And especially tra- transitioning this company from research to full manufacturing. Right. Because in research, there's a lot of things you can just go do. But when you get into full manufacturing and you have to pass certain audits, NASA audits and FAA regulations, mm-hmm. you can't be that free anymore. Right. So just trying to find that um, where we, we're going to land within that um, atmosphere. I think it's kind of fun. I might be weird, but I am an engineer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and most people like the the big, the, I mean, for most people, like the big dream is to like enjoy what it is you do, right? Like yeah. most people don't, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, you just work, like you said earlier, you're just working for that paycheck, and that's right. It. Like, and you know, there's no, there's no shade on that because most people are doing that. But like, when you get to that sweet spot of getting to the money and liking what you do, that's, yeah, that's, that's a chef's kiss right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and moving from New Orleans to Florida, you know, Florida wasn't anywhere that I ever thought I would live. Yeah. Especially but, now with the yeah. drunken doofus y'all got as a fucking, I was fucking governor. Trying- I was trying to watch where the hurricane is going to go. And he came on. I just turned the TV off. I don't want to hear nothing you have to say. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you, you don't have anything worth listening no, to. And it sucks because it might be that. important information, but fuck that guy. <laughs> exactly. Fuck that guy. I'll wait for, uh, what's the guy's name? The hurricane guy on our weather channel. Jim Cantore. I'll wait for Jim Cantore to come on and stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to him. He's smart. You stupid. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I feel about our mayor. Like, I'm not listening to anything you have to say. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, he puts his foot in his mouth. You're going right. to embarrass us. You're going to embarrass the ancestors. You're going to embarrass, like, 
New York is. You're gonna you're gonna embarrass <laughs> black folks. You're gonna embarrass everybody. So we're just gonna opt out of anything you talked about right now and wait for the time we can get you to fuck up out of here. <laughs> Agreed. I think that's how some people are feeling about at New Orleans Mayor. I don't know if you've seen much of the, what she's been doing, but she's been taking trips. What? Yeah, using uh, the funds to party. Yeah, she might be at the same parties our mayor is at. at, (laughs) He's basically a club promoter at this point. It's it's like no policy, just vibes. Oh, wait. Oh, so-and-so is at the function and it's like, ah, new club open. Bob, he's there. Like, he's with the, the, you know, paparazzos getting shots off. Like, oh, he having dinners and shit. Oh, we don't need to tell you who he was eating with. Like, Uh, it's gross. It's fucking gross. And it's like, you know, it's just him basically trying to, like most of these cats, they all see these positions as stepping stones to something bigger nationally, right? And like on exactly. being in that position, it is kind of a national position already because right. New York is a media <laughs> hub. So, you know, you have yeah. a bully pulpit. Anytime you open your mouth to say something stupid, there's going to be 14 mm-hmm. mics in front of your face and it's going to go international. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for us. <laughs> I know. I know. I try to ignore any time that dude comes on the TV here and not deal with it. But the we, our uh, building is on Kennedy Space Center. Mm-hmm. So every time there's a launch, we can just go right on the balcony and watch it. Oh, wow. So that part of the job and the location is really cool. Whereas I worked in space in New Orleans most of my career and wasn't where the action really happened. Like we make parts of it. And then we put on a barge and ship it through the Gulf of Mexico to Florida. Oh, wow. So I, as far as work-wise, being here in Florida, where the action happens mm-hmm. is a good um, a good place to be in my career right now. Right on. Right on. Well, that was my final question. Yay, you made it. <laughs> So um, what are you working on and where can the people find you? So I'm working on New Glenn Rocket. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Shelly Clark, Senior Manager for Blue Origin. Um, my other social media is private for my friends and family. Correct. <laughs> Rightly. Because you, you'll end up with weirdos in your shit. I mean, LinkedIn oh. is just a cesspool, to be honest. Yeah, you people, know, people are using that shit like it's Facebook and I, I want that to stop. That's a stop. The face, uh, the LinkedIn pimps to stop. Oh my if you, god! If you're trying to holler, stay out my inbox. I've had a cat invite me to a white party on LinkedIn, sir. No, this ain't the place for that. No. That's when that's what Facebook is for. Please leave me alone. And if you are interested in a job, don't stalk me on LinkedIn. That part. Because guess what you're going to do? Annoy the fuck out of me. And I know how to block people on that shit. So, yeah, I, you know, I've had folks that I interview. If you're in the interview process, I'm not going to connect with you. Absolutely not. I've had that happen to me as well, where they, I literally, I interview them the very day I interview them. They seek me out on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It's not happening, people. It's it's not going to happen. No. No. So that is not the way to go. That's just a way to make yourself look creepy. Right. My advice is don't do that. Maybe if you get the gig, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Maybe. Exactly. Yes. Once you hear it, part of the uh, my you know my um, peer group, Mm -hmm. are you working for me? Yeah. Then maybe. But if you're trying to get jobs, that's not the way. Please stay out of my inbox with your bullshit. (laughs) Please and thank you. As I um, as I'm transitioning into my baby, graduated from high school and on to college, Aww. I am looking uh, towards. I'm thinking about my next phase of life of doing more mentoring. I mentor mm-hmm. a young lady right now at uh, University of Central Florida. Fabulous. Um, so I am. Uh, I want to mentor younger women. Mm-hmm. So once he, I'm done with this year basketball traveling and getting him through his senior activities. And I'm an empty nester, so I don't lose my shit and try to follow him to college. Hot girl uh, summer about to start all year <laughs> round. Woo! I am trying to, I want to find some young Black women in the area to mentor right that are interested in uh, STEM. 
Right on. You're going to have to put put all that energy into some other babies so that they can come up in the industry. So, exactly. you know, so, so your son don't see you in the dorms randomly. Yes. Hey, where you going with that girl, boy? <laughs> what is her name? I don't like her. It doesn't matter. I don't know what her name is. I don't care. I don't yeah. like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody you bring home is going to be anybody I like. <laughs> you know, it's not me he has to worry about. It's his grandmother. She's the one. <laughs> It's going to be everybody. And his internet aunties are going to be side eyeing yeah. too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll be like, who the Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. driving? What's happening? <laughs> it just came from out of nowhere. They just grew up so fast. It's crazy. But then it's like, but yeah, fair enough. It's been like two decades. So it's it all amazing. tracks. <laughs> I know. I know it's it's crazy how fast time flies. It, it time is on crack, man. It's, it feels like the closer I get into like the, I mean, we're definitely sitting fully in middle age, but like, mm-hmm. like the closer you get to like towards like getting to the elder stage, it's, it's like time is just ripping. Like, it's like could we just do we not? right now i was telling my mom this morning that I, I was having hip pain i'm like oh lord i'm not that old but i realized when i sit on the sofa i sit in the same my same little spot the same, same position mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm damaging my hip i can't just do let me go do some yoga or something. i can't have hip pain i no, can't i jacked up my knee randomly sitting down i don't know what i did <laughs> but my knee was fucked up and i was hobbling around in here and i was like this this is this is this is not it baby we gotta no. do something about this here we're gonna do some stretching more and some some something because for whatever reason whenever i do yoga i like it but like mm-hmm. every time i do it i get violently ill after like i have to go lie down i'm completely incapacitated afterwards it's very weird so i don't do it but it would probably do well for me to do it because it I'm helps creaky. Yeah, yeah it I'm helps creaky. a lot yeah i'm so creaky and like my like I, I don't you know like they say when you're stressed like you hold the tension in certain parts of your body for yeah. me it's like my um hip flexors and stuff like that that stuff is where it all sits and it, i can and feel it you know it would and definitely it, help with your hip flexors if you can figure out the, i don't want you to feel ill but yeah i gotta figure it out because i i don't want to be like sitting for an hour because i can't move because i'm <laughs> <laughs> jacked up after free. right baby come Yoke. help mama get off this sofa <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like you know because there's stairs in my house and I'm, and I'm hobbling up and down the stairs with this bum knee and i'm like girl you're not even into the place where you're gonna have to crawl up these stairs to get to things like this is right or so you're gonna have to get flexible now agreed well thank Amen. you Max. i've enjoyed this a lot Yay, I'm so happy we finally got to do this and it was such a good time and I'm glad we finally got to connect in some kind of way. I know, some kind of way, right? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And that was my chat with the amazing and brilliant and gorgeous Shelly Clark. And uh, it was a good chat. I hope you guys enjoyed it because, of course, you know I did. So now let's get in to these key takeaways. So I have one key takeaway this week, and basically it's you got to stop giving country to people who don't give you country. You got to stop fucking standing down and start paying fucking attention. And by that, I'm talking about motherfucking Kanye goddamn West and his fucking bullshit. Now, I understand that gent ain't together in his togethers, and that's just a fact. But like, I want, like people keep like, yo, if this was a cat, who's just a regular motherfucker that you saw on the street in these goddamn G.I. Joe boots and a motherfucking um, goddamn dusty-ass sweatshirt in the middle of July in the streets and shit, wearing masks and whatnot. You cross the motherfucking street. If that motherfucker got onto the train, and because and, he's giving big, you know, change the train car energy... You would fucking get up and leave the goddamn train car that he was in because you know he's going to get on the four train and start fucking preaching incoherently and you're going to be like, I don't need this shit. It's fucking Monday and I'm just trying to get to work. That's what would happen under any other circumstance if he wasn't who he was with the money that he has and the access that he has and the country that people keep fucking giving him. I'm sorry. Man's them needs a 72-hour hold and to be medicated and I don't 
see why people keep t- like people are standing him down and like oh he's a genius and la 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 no he is ill he is unwell and his shit is showing up in <laughs> the most grossest of ways this jabroni had a fucking fashion show and he had that dry haired bitch um Candace Owens with him and they were both wearing shirts that said on the back white lives matter <laughs> First of all, the dangerousness of this alleged message cannot be expressed enough because if white people are anything, they are very literal, especially when it comes to black folks giving them absolution for their fucking bullshit. And this is the type of shit that has ridiculous ramifications because they'll point to this fucking dick ball and be like ayo well you know we feel like we're under attack and you know our lives matter too baby no y'all ain't never been under threat for nothing y'all have always been the fucking centerpiece of all things so maybe two or three people who ain't white getting attention looks like a threat to you because you get 98 percent. so that two percent looks like pain and suffering to you which is a fucking joke because that we all know anybody with a half a gram of sense knows that this is fucking bullshit and it's all bad faith hot takes and we don't need extra dum-dums in the mix and my whole thing is one thing that Kanye is very very lucid and clear about is the grift he knows these fucking hype beast dodos will throw money on his Mugatu derelict ass fashions and he can get to the money off these fucking dodos to the point where he had motherfuckers in the gap digging through plastic bags like they were unhoused <laughs> to buy a dusty ass sweatshirt from his fucking ass. Like, I can't, I can't, I cannot. So now his whole thing is, the fashion people are not, again, the fashion people are not letting me get to the things that I want. So it's racist and, you know, um, I'm trying to get my revolution on or whatever fucking incoherent fucking bullshit this boy is on. I, I just, I want less of it. I don't appreciate him full stop and I don't appreciate him insisting on keeping whatever the fuck this is going like I just want less of it I don't I spend a lot of time not paying attention to these motherfuckers and I don't appreciate how regular smegular degular ass news motherfuckers keep covering everything he does breathlessly like it's about anything it's the same way that they cover that fucking turd ball that was in the white house for four years fucking everything up that can it's like man's never left the white house the way that they cover this bitch, like he's a real thing and ever has been. Only thing he's done is create more dodo birds like Kanye and just give everybody the carte blanche to say crazy shit with their whole fucking chest. I'm tired. I'm tired. Stop giving country to shitbags. This nigga Kanye tells you every fucking chance he gets, he don't give a fuck. But y'all bitches is running down to buy them goddamn space shoes and them melted plastic sneakers and the goddamn G.I. Joe boots and the derelict sweaters. Look, that nigga don't care about (laughs) y'all. He don't give a fuck, okay? And like, I just, it's, it's all bad and it's going to get worse before it gets better. I just wish that he had somebody around him who could talk him into getting cared for because it's not like he doesn't have the money. It's not like he doesn't have the access. He's not like Joe Schmo on the four train Wilden, or, you know, some cat Wilden in the street, having a conversation with themselves that you're not a whole discussion that you are not privy to. It's not like that. Those people are pretty much in the wilderness alone. Pretty much not this dude. I just want, less of this and more of him not doing this (laughs) that's it I'm just I'm tired and I don't want any more of it and his bullshit is so fucking dangerous and so goddamn toxic I'm tired dead 
fucking bone deep goddamn tired. And that's pretty much where I stand with that. And with that (laughs) ends this week's Mostly Max and Other Things. And um, I think that I'm going to take a break for the rest of this month um, to kind of regroup. And because a girl's burnt out. This is my 78th episode, guys. (laughs) 78. Who knew? Um, I think I'm going to take a break for the rest of the month and come back refreshed and renewed and with guests (laughs) for November. Um, So as always, keep taking care of yourselves and keep taking care of others and always wear your masks, wash your hands, wash your butts, wash your kids, wash your wife. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Wash Um, and, and stay safe and healthy this winter and remainder of the fall. And I'll be back next month. And I'll talk to you then. Bye.